In late October of last year, in the first few of our first YouTube videos with Oak Harvest Investment Team series, I covered four of the real-time data series that we follow that were early warning signs of rallies. And then we followed it up with a video on two data series that are early warning signs of market tops and corrections. Here's the link to that content if you're interested. I'm Chris Parrish, Chief Investment Officer at Oak Harvest Financial Group. The markets are in correction territory. We did forecast this back in the fourth quarter of 2021, saying we expected a minus 10 to minus 12% correction in the first quarter of 2022. Recall viewers, definitionally, a correction is defined as minus 10% or more on the S&P 500. Well, if you were perfect at selling the cash closing high and buying everything back at the cash closing low on February 23rd, you avoided minus 11.85%. That would be particularly bad if you were leveraged, something we do not do at Oak Harvest. However, now many on TV are calling out many of the early warning indicators as bearish. Things like the flattening yield curve and higher bond volatility, the move index, which supports collateral and leverage, which we spoke of back in the fourth quarter of 2021, are now becoming commonplace on TV. Given we're in our third and possibly fourth month of a downturn, if you count late November as the top given when divergences began, I wanted to update our viewers on where a few of these indicators now stand. Why? Because a few are beginning to try to turn positive. Call this episode early optimism signs. Now, despite being in a very messy time period that our team has been foreshadowing for months and which we expect to continue for a few more months, I wanna bring a little optimism to what might be equity investors' otherwise gloomy outlook. Three data series that have historically led bottoms, lows, and pivots up during corrections we'll be covering are one, investor sentiment, two, forward volatility pricing, and three, market breadth. Viewers, make no mistake, this is not a dip, neither in price, percent decline, or length of time. So far, this has been a good old-fashioned gut check of a correction in the S&P 500. And unlike the fast and swift minus five, minus 3% dips we experienced from the second half of 2020 through the end of 2021, corrections take longer to rectify themselves, go deeper than run-of-the-mill dips, and three are best confronted more slowly during to extended periods of high realized volatility. Corrective markets like the one we are currently appear to be in take months and quarters to play out, not days and weeks. They are best approached with a slower dollar cost averaging pace rather than a prey and pounce type trading behavior during quick dip movements. Viewers, against the backdrop of a horrible unprovoked attack on Ukraine by Russia, it appears that some very early leading signs are in the process of troughing and turning towards more positive readings. The first early bullish sign is a contrary signal we've discussed in the past, individual investor market sentiment. From a contrary point of view, negative investor sentiment during corrective periods within bull markets is bullish. The AAII, that's the Association of Individual Investors, dropped below 20% for the first time in six years. Here's a table of forward stock returns provided by Merrill Lynch over the last 35 years. There were 13 such occasions and the 12 and 18 month returns were very high. Even including the great financial crisis of a negative minus 35% return, the average 12 month forward return was over 15%. Other investor investment sentiment measures have similarly shown returns of 17 and a half to 20% 
once sentiment flips positive from low levels such as these. Here's another sentiment chart provided by Ned Davis Research, like the Larry Williams indicator I discussed last week. It's a global stock versus bonds valuation ratio, and it has quickly fallen back to levels that signaled the last two great buy and mold opportunities over the last 24 months. Those being in April of 2020 during the COVID shutdowns and October 2020 in front of the 2020 presidential election. The second data set I wanted to flag is the recent uptick in improving market breadth. Yes, you heard that right. Market breadth is getting better, not worse. On Wednesday, March 2nd, the S&P 500 had a 11 to one upside day. This means that 11 stocks in the S&P 500 were positive on the day for every one that was red. According to research by Strategis, 15% of the S&P 500 had a positive two standard deviation move to the upside last Wednesday. And while that was below Friday, February 25th, 26% showing, it is still very high and indicates that behind the scenes, buyers are showing up in mass on weakness. Yes, the excuse you hear on TV that it's just short covering is probably true. However, sustained up moves have to start someplace and given positioning and the amount of put buying done on the way down in January and February, short covering is the way the first move up is most likely to begin. The key to this indicator is looking for a second and higher breadth thrust day in the upcoming weeks. These types of days have historically confirmed that sellers are exhausted and the longer term equity buyers have returned in mass. Historically, a lot of these days will come on a bad Friday and a positive Monday. Why? You get a lot of Friday margin call selling taking place, followed by more early Monday morning selling after the weekend. However, then a wave of forced selling exhausts itself early, and then the long term buyers swoop in with liquidity and buy orders, reversing the markets higher later on Monday or Tuesday. If you want a classic example of this pattern, the best recent example was the COVID Friday, March 20th, and Monday, March 23rd lows, and Tuesday, 24th reversal up. A similar but more subtle pattern emerged on Friday, October 30th, and Monday, November 2nd, in front of the 2020 presidential election. The third and final indicator that provides a little early hope for more of a rally off the January lows in the coming second quarter, forward volatility market pricing. These forward pricing markets were one of the early warning indicators the team sleuthed back in the fourth quarter of 2021 to forecast the current correction and timing. While this indicator is much more opaque now than it was back then, probably because of the ongoing Russian aggressions, they are saying that a lot of negative sentiment and downward price moves in percent terms were already priced into the S&P 500. These forward markets continue to trade at a level of around 28 or 29 and almost uniformly when they get higher than this for a few days, insurance salesmen come in and sell forward insurance. This dynamic should be considered bullish for future time periods. In layman terms, it means that these insurance salesmen are still happy selling their insurance products out beyond three months at these levels, even with COVID, even with the Federal Reserve uncertainty, and even with Russia invading Ukraine. As they have for four months, their look into the future beyond the first quarter of 2022 says they believe this too shall pass in the overall markets in the coming months. If you want some data, a recent piece of research done by JP Morgan gives us some historical reference around this topic of volatility. According to JP Morgan, a buy signal in the S&P 500 has been triggered when spot VIX index 
rose by more than 50% above its one-month average. This happened on January 25th, according to their firm. Over the last 30 years, outside of recessions, this indicator has given a perfect buy signal 21 times since 1990, with the average gain being over 9% over the next two quarters. As we know, past performance is no guarantee and no indicator is perfect. So there you go three indicators that are starting to lean positive for equities for the upcoming months. Are these perfect? No. Are they as precise and easy to read as they were in 2020 post-COVID or pre-2020 presidential election? No. There's a lot of messy, conflicting things going on, many of which we'd expected, and a big current one in the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which we did not. However, these three data series, sentiment, breadth, and future volatility, are starting to say, well, the next few quarters to 2022 won't likely be all rainbows and butterflies and ice cream. The cloud should start to clear in the not so distant future. No Carvis, we think of our clients are best served by us helping them with their future needs and risks instead of dwelling on the past. Our crystal ball is far from perfect, but we like to keep you up on what it's saying about the uncertain future not about what we already know about the certain past. Oak Harvest is a comprehensive financial planning advisor located in Houston, Texas. Give us a call to speak to an advisor and let us help you craft a financial plan that meets your retirement goals. Call us here at 877-896-0040. We're here to help you on your financial journey into and through your retirement years. I'm Chris Paris, and from the whole team here at Oak Harvest, have a great weekend. All content contained within Oak Harvest Podcast expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only. It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results.